Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. This episode is brought to you by Decoy Wines of Sonoma, California. As you gather with family and friends this summer, experience the best of wine country with Decoy by Duckhorn. Winemaker Tyson Wolf spends every vintage focused on harvesting grapes and crafting wines from the finest vineyards. Whether it's our flagship Cabernet or crisp and refreshing rosé, Decoy has just the wine for your discerning taste. Ask for us at your local wine shop or visit decoywines.com slash celebrate to locate our wines near you. Whether you're firing up the grill, hosting an alfresco get-together, or enjoying the warm summer nights, let Decoy by Duckhorn elevate your occasion. You are listening to the Rotoviz Radio Weekly Recap, where I take you on a tour through the past week in Rotoviz podcasting. I am your host and your conductor of this train, Kyle Dvorak. Find me on Twitter at FFKyleTheKid. If you want to support the Rotoviz Radio channel, you can do so with our new Patreon. Find our Patreon at patreon.com forward slash Rotoviz Radio. Subscribing gives you a chance to interact with the community we've got going, and it gives you access to the Rotoviz live show we have Sunday mornings. Get those last-minute lineups in, interact with the host that you hear on all the other channels. It's all happening at our Patreon. And then if you want to subscribe to Rotoviz, do so at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. You get a 30% discount, and you get access to over a 1,000 articles per year, dozens of apps. If you want to dominate your fantasy leagues, do so at rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. The first clip of the week comes to you courtesy of the Laying the Points show with Matt LaMarca and Anthony Amico talking about one of the harder-to-pin-down games this week in the Chargers-Kansas City game. Let's get into it. Chiefs, plus three at Chargers, totals at 48. Uh, not a ton of major news, actually, in this game. I mean, uh, most of the injuries and stuff like that on both sides have kind of already happened. I guess the most recent thing of note is that Antonio Gates is back with the Chargers. And I would expect him to play. I mean, he was just in this on this team last year. So what do you got, Matt? 
Yeah, I I honestly hated the Antonio Gates signing for the Chargers. Like, I understand that there's some familiarity there, and he can probably help you in the red zone, but it was notable that the team got significantly better last year once they started playing him less and Hunter Henry more. Now, obviously, they don't have Hunter Henry this year, which, you know, he's one of the best tight ends in the league, I think the numbers say. Like, I don't think that's that bold of a statement. You know, at this point, he's really just competing with guys like Virgil Green. So it's not like by playing Gates, you're keeping Henry off the field. But I still think that he's just so past his prime at this point that he's really a negative to the offense. Um, and that just goes along with the fact that I've kind of been fading the Chargers coaching staff and front office all season. And I'm going to continue to do it here. Uh, I think that Andy Reid has the potential to coach um, Anthony Lynn under the table here. Uh, Reed, not great in season openers, eight and seven against the spread. But when you give him time, he's typically pretty good. He's 30 and 19 against the spread when he has at least eight days of rest, you know, so like bye weeks or a Sunday game after a Thursday game, things like that. So uh, I think that we're both pretty high on the Chiefs offensive potential this year. Uh, I think that they have enough to potentially negate the Chargers elite defense. And if they can do that, I, I just don't trust the Chargers enough on the offensive side of the ball to keep pace. Yeah, I mean, obviously I'm Team Goat Holmes, but uh, it's kind of a weird spot because, like you said, like Reed has not done you know really good in these opening games, but he's been really good overall with the time to plan. Uh, I mean, ultimately, like Rivers has not done great traditionally against the Chiefs. If you look at uh, his last eight starts against Kansas City, he's thrown six touchdowns and 13 interceptions. Uh, you know, granted, the Kansas City defense has probably been a lot better than it is now over a bunch of those years. But I still think that that's some history that can kind of just be in your head, especially when you're playing, uh, you know, a, a good divisional opponent. Uh, I mean, I like Kansas City with the three, but uh, again, this is a little bit of a stay away from me. I mean, we really want to see, we really want to see what Holmes is made of in like a premium matchup. And I think that we'll get a lot more information about like kind of who he is uh, this week. So I, I don't really want to bet. Like I liked getting the over on the Chiefs total because I thought the Chiefs total was probably low, but I don't really like betting. I don't really like betting this week one matchup. I kind of want to get that information under my belt before I, uh, before I make moves on that. Yeah, I think that's fair. An update on the Chargers, they will be without Joey Bosa going into this game. I think if you want to get on Patrick Mahomes this week and the Chargers defense is scaring you off, now this may be your your opening to get in on it. And if you want to get in on it, make sure you do so at MyBookie. If you're watching the games, it's time to start making money. MyBookie is the industry-leading website that hooks you up for all of your betting needs. And with their great odds, fast payouts, and decades of expertise, you can bet with confidence. Your team doesn't even have to win. They just need to cover the spread. Do that with the Chiefs this week. What are you waiting for? Lay down some cash and win big today. Or, if you know your team sucks, they, they probably do. Do yourself a favor and bet against them. If you lose, you'll make money, and if they win, your team just won. Where you bet is just as important as who you're betting on. That's why you need to go to my bookie. I trust them, but don't even take my word for it. I'm just some internet man. I'm just a voice in the internet. Check them out yourself. They have in-game live betting, a mobile site that makes wagering on the go easier than ever. You can also check out their online casino if you'd rather just play a few hands of blackjack or old dice and craps. Really, if you're listening to this podcast for fantasy advice, 
they're the place you need to go as well. The fantasy point props are a lot of fun and they're a great way for fantasy players to make some money. Join now and MyBookie will match your deposit up to 100%. Use the promo code ROTOVIS to activate this offer. Visit mybookie.ag today. You play, you win, you get paid. This next clip comes to you courtesy of Rotoviz Overtime with Colm Kelly and Sean Siegel. It is their bold predictions episode, and I had to include it because anytime Sean says something bold, it's probably not as bold as you think, and you should be listening. I am too. Here it is. Well, 2018 is going to be the year of Gronk. He's going to score 21 touchdowns, breaking his personal best of 17, surpassing Sterling Sharp's 18, and challenging the all-time single-season record holders, uh, Jerry Rice at 22, and then the very top Randy Moss with those same New England Patriots at 23. Gronk is going to go down to the last couple of weeks, needing three or four more touchdowns, finished just short, but his 21 touchdowns are going to be the best all time for a tight end and lead his fantasy owners to championships. I guess Sean, if he does hit those targets, we're going to be sitting pretty at the end of the year with all those uh, early Gronk uh, pickups uh, in our drafts. Yeah, all the all the Gronk owners are going to be very, very happy. There's a, a straightforward way to play the target vacuum in new england and the fact that their offense is still going to be explosive and that is rob gronkowski Clem, i know you have a favorite bounce back player and he features in your bold prediction yeah and we talked i kind of touched on it a couple of weeks ago i kind of said it and after the show i kind of dug into it a little bit more to see if i really still believed in it and that was amari cooper having the potential to be the wide receiver one on this nfl season and we talked earlier a little bit sean you mentioned about the bounce back candidates and what goes into that and while players don't always bounce back the first two years that amari cooper had in the nfl in terms of uh, first two rookie years are really up there uh, in terms of talent so he had the 2015 season and then he had the 2016 season uh, 72 and 83 receptions both over a thousand yards and in those years he had six touchdowns and five and then last year he had seven so he hasn't hit the double digit touchdown mark yet but i believe uh, in this season that he can hit that mark i think there's gonna be a step forward in the oakland uh, offense uh, not a big jared cook guy jordy nelson uh, we'll see what he can provide to this offense itself but uh, i'm excited to see what uh, he has done and since uh, the last three or four weeks i've really started to uh, kind of put, go all in on Cooper in terms of uh, my drafts and I've picked him up in pretty much every spot that I could in those leagues so I think uh, bouncing back to over a thousand yards again this season is certainly uh, you know that he's done it in two out of three years I think he's going to do it in three out of four years and I also think that he's going to have double digit touchdown I think with that it can catapult him to that wide receiver number one overall spot in 2018 so we do do bold predictions Sean because they're they're bold obviously and the chances of them happening may be slim but I'm pretty confident in the two that we mentioned, but I'm interested. Uh, I can uh, I obviously agree with you on Gronk, but on Cooper, are you uh, have you any interest in Cooper this year? Do you think I'm I'm on the wrong track, or how do you feel about that? No, Cooper is a very intriguing player, right at the spot where perhaps you're going to be also looking at Juju Smith Schuster, where you're going to be looking at Jarvis Landry. We talk a lot about well, who will be this year is Todd Gurley. You, know, you think of Todd Gurley in 2016, uh, almost impossibly inefficient and inefficient to the point where you know we were receiving submissions to the site about how Todd Gurley is overrated as a talent uh certainly people who felt like he was maybe more of a straight line guy and a little bit overrated coming into the NFL definitely were on the Todd Gurley is overrated bandwagon and or just pointing out that you know he may not have the level of talent to overcome an offense like that well 
in focusing on who will be the 2017 Todd Gurley, this player who explodes from one of the least efficient players in the NFL to the most efficient players in the NFL, and then obviously sees his scoring potential rise as a result of the offense functioning better in many cases due to his own exploits, right? Maybe it's not a running back. Maybe it is a wide receiver, and maybe that wide receiver is Amari Cooper. Sean's take on Gronk is really interesting to me because when you look at Gronk's potential to dominate his team's touchdowns and his team's passing touchdowns, and you look at the receivers and the overall talent on the Patriots, it becomes increasingly possible for him to push for upwards of half of the team's passing touchdowns, which he came close to doing in his 17-touchdown season. Starting with Philip Dorsett, has never had more than two touchdowns in a season and has largely been a bust in his career. Moving to Cordero Patterson, the next guy up, started the career well with four touchdowns, 469 yards, 45 receptions, and it has all gone down since. Seems to be more of a factor as a special teamer, as we all know. The only player we can have even a modicum of confidence in on this receiving depth chart is Chris Hogan, who still in his career has not topped 700 yards, has not hit even close to 50 receptions, and has never peaked more than five touchdowns. That leaves four weeks of questionable receiver depth at best. Gronk will operate as this team's X receiver, which he does often, but it may be even more dire for them to get the ball to him now. Then Julian Edelman, a 32-year-old player who will miss four games with a PED suspension, coming off an ACL tear. It's very possible that he is just done. I think those are all the calling signs of that. Potentially the biggest threats for receiving touchdowns could come out of the backfield with Rex Burkhead, Sony Michelle, and James White all being capable to above average receivers. We know Rex Burkhead and Sony Michelle are both injured. Sony Michelle will be questionable for this week. Burkhead has been cleared but was dealing with an injury for multiple weeks. It is very possible that in the same way last year Jimmy Graham was his team's goal line back de facto just because they couldn't do anything else, that we see something similar just because he is that effective on the goal line with Gronk. I think he could operate as this team's X receiver and their goal line back, making 20 touchdowns very possible. And if you want to take advantage of this, the best place to do so is my FFPC. Rotoviz fans, allow me a brief second to tell you about our good friends at the FFPC, the home of season-long high-stakes fantasy football. With just days left, with just hours left until the 2018 fantasy football season starts, the FFPC has a format to suit every diehard's need and interest. Whether it's best ball, super flex, classic managed leagues, there are dozens of live drafts filling all day long starting at just $35. Are you ready for your greatest challenge? Check out the FFPC main event in its 11th season. The main event is the world's biggest event in season-long fantasy football. It may be too late for you to come to Las Vegas, the Planet Hollywood Resort and Casino for the live draft festivities, but you can still do it online from the comfort of your home. Play for the $250,000 grand prize, over $2.2 million in total prizes in fantasy immortality, 1,400 diehards like you already signed up what are you waiting for don't miss the ffpc experience rotoviz listeners go to myffpc.com and register now that is myffpc.com the home of season-long high-stakes fantasy football hey sports fans football season's here and it's time to get in on the action with my bookie my bookie is the industry-leading sports betting website that offers real vegas odds on football baseball and all your favorite sporting events you can take a side the total or even fantasy points props MyBookie lets you bet online and win big. Did the game already kick off? Don't sweat it. MyBookie has in-game live betting on every major league and event, even esports. There's no better time to join MyBookie than today. Go to MyBookie to open an account and start winning. Use promo code CHAMPION when you register for your account and get a 100% sign-up bonus up to $1,000 on your first deposit. Bet today. Visit MyBookie's website or call 844-866-2387. 
That's 844-866-2387. Check them out today and use promo code CHAMPION for a 100% bonus. Terms and conditions apply for entertainment purposes only. Void where prohibited. For some final advice before the fantasy football season starts, here's Dave Cabin, Matthew Friedman on the flagship road of his radio show. So, Matt, we're at the point now where many, for many people, the draft has passed. We're in the beginning of the season, and I want to take some time to talk about in-season management because, as I've said before, I believe that the draft, yes, it's important, but it's what you do with your team to get it through the season that really makes or breaks a year for your team. So, I thought it makes sense we jump into it, talk about some in-season management type of things so that when we're actually in-season, we can focus on identifying players that you're going to want to target, guys that you might want to drop, teams with difficult upcoming schedules, that sort of thing. And we can kind of let the strategic in-season management elements get discussed in this episode. So what do you think that owners should be doing right out of the gate, week one, week two, to make their teams better, perhaps even before the season starts? Yeah, I think – so one thing that I do in most leagues – um, even if I don't do it officially, I'll have like a running list. So either it's just in my head or like I actually write out a list or put it in an Excel sheet um, of players I potentially might pick up, right? Just like my sort of watch list. Um, yep. And I'll also kind of have like this mental tally of like who is the first player or the first two players on this team that I would be looking to drop. But like always kind of thinking proactively with the waiver wire. Um And I think it's okay to be super aggressive uh, even before the season starts uh, with bottom of the roster guys on on dropping them and adding new guys. Um, Because especially with those uh, bottom of the roster guys, so much is dependent on opportunity. Um, So I I think especially with running backs, but even, you know, like guys who are wide receiver twos or wide receiver threes on their team, I think it's uh, necessary to be pretty aggressive early. Like just because you drafted a guy, I don't know, in the 12th round or something like, you know, two weeks later, that might really mean nothing. So like I would rather be kind of aggressive on dropping a guy like that instead of kind of like anchoring to the original draft capital that I invested in him and then just like miss out on a potential player I would have wanted just because I held on to a guy too long. So like, even now I'm, I'm looking. So for instance, even before new, and I got really lucky with this, but even before news yep. broke, um, that Jarek McKinnon tore his ACL, I had already added Alfred Morris in a lot of leagues. Um, so, nice. you know, and I don't remember like who I dropped, but it was, you know, like, you know, like my eighth wide receiver or something like that. You know what I mean? And like, it would have been easy yep. to be like, oh no, I don't want to drop, I don't know, like, I don't want to drop Deshaun Jackson or I don't want to drop like Dede Westbrook or whoever it is. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think ultimately you want to be really aggressive what you're doing uh, right now, because I think, you know, if you, if you do something that pays off now, it pays off for the rest of the season versus like an in-season move when you will probably be, I don't know, maybe like more desperate and there will be fewer options left. Yeah, I agree with all of that. Um, a lot of that is what I was gonna gonna add to this. So just a couple of things that I would mention that popped into my head while you were talking. 
taking notes, which I think you alluded to, like, I think it's, it, there's definitely a lot of value in as you're moving along, even if it's just mentally, like taking notes on different players, notes on different situations, staying aware of everything. And it really is so true that you don't want to fall into this trap where just because you drafted a guy and you currently own him, you have this fear of letting go. I think lots of times people have this fear of dropping a player and then all of a sudden him hitting and having a you know a ridiculous stretch and they fear that they don't want to be the team that let, let that guy go but how often does that situation really manifest The final clip of the week comes to you courtesy of the RV Mailbag Show, where Jeremy Hart had on Chris Raybon this week, one of the best DFS players doing it right now. Over the summer, the prices are released very early for week one. Injuries happen, and that leaves us with some of the best values you get all season. And in this slate, one of those values is Keelan Cole. Marquise Lee leaves behind a very questionable receiving core. There's Dante Moncrief, D.D. Westbrook, D.J. Chark, and Keelan Cole himself. That is who everyone is pegging to be the value here, and he will be high-owned, but if you can get these free squares right in the offseason, I think that's a good place to start making money week one on DFS. Chris Raybon has it all here for you. Can you talk about Keelan Cole? I know he's going to be chalky. Dead men on FanDuel, 3.8 on DraftKings. He's a lock on FanDuel. There's insulation on DK in ownership alone, but am I safe to just get exposure on FanDuel and not play him on DK, or is the salary so low and projected usage as a potential wide receiver one in Jacksonville at a point where it's a scary cash fade as well there? I know there's also wide receivers in that range with similar projections as well. And this is an interesting one, Chris. I mean, I'm kind of just chalk eaten on both sites on this one but like i get it because you could forego a keelan cole not even take those other wide receiver options and even say double down on uh james connor and use him with like a sexy rexy plus another high-end rb but i mean you know there's a lot of ways to go week one with the the early salary price and so what do you got for us yeah i think i think you want to play him because you want to if you if you go with the cheaper running backs, um, you know that's always something that you want to do when the slate gives it to you. The slate is giving you Con- um, Connor, excuse me, but I think you 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 can go Cole and then you can pay up at at running back as well. You know you have you have the the two slots and the flex now on both sides, and so you want that reliability when you can get it. And I think Cole being at 3,800. Let's be real, like wide receivers are a lot more volatile and, and difficult to predict than our running backs, right? Because, you know, even in a half PPR running back, you know, the average running back reception is, is eight yards and you add a, a 0.5 to that and you're already at 1.3 points every time you're catching the ball. Whereas the average carry before touchdowns and the average carry is only four yards. And so, you know, it's like triple just on a, a point, a, a, a half point PPR. So, you know, running backs are really the, the players that you want to kind of use your salary to kind of lock in because you could conceivably roster somebody like uh, A.J. Green, for example, and he could have a monster game, but he could also have a game where he goes like three for 40, um, and and that's a lot more likely at wide receiver. So I think you take the, the fact that Cole, yeah, he's boomer bust, uh, but so is pretty much every wide receiver, and you take the fact that he can give you that uh, that wide receiver one upside. I mean, in three games without Marquise Lee, he averaged uh, over 100 yards, and he averaged 
over 10 targets a game. It was only three games, but um, I think anytime you have a player like that at a, at a position like wide receiver, tight end, you just kind of take that take that value. Yeah, you just got to do it. And he, he kind of already alluded to the insulation and ownership. If you do not take that ownership information insulation like you gotta you gotta identify is this or is this not bad chalk and at that price for his role projected like it, it's not bad chalk so then you got to decide are you willing to go up against that whatever that 60 percent plus type of ownership is and if he does just explode for two touchdowns and you don't have them you're in an uphill battle Before we get out of here, I just want to give you, the listeners, a little more background on Keelan Cole, because despite going to Kentucky Wesleyan, which not a big college, I'll be honest, I've never heard of it, all he did while he was there was prove that he should not have been anywhere else other than a D1 school. He's college dominator per playerprofiler.com, 60.7%, 99th percentile, college yards per reception, 99th percentile, 24.6. Not only was his team run completely through him, He was also doing that at an extremely efficient rate. And then when you look at how he closed out the season last year, in his final five games, it started with his breakout performance, at least in terms of fantasy. In Indianapolis, he was the 21st wide receiver on the week. Then against Seattle, he was the 16th receiver. Next week, he exploded in Houston, seven receptions, 186 yards, a touchdown. First receiver on the slate, then the seventh receiver. Then he ended it with a dud, 56 receiver. This is all to say that last year, In a small sample, he did prove that he could be a successful fantasy receiver in stretches. Now he plays a bottom-half DVOA team in the Giants. I'm very much on board with rostering Keelan Cole this week in DFS. I can see getting him a lot into your cash lineups, while the ownership in GPPs might be a bit high. With that being said, I think we can come to a close this week on the RV recap. Make sure if you want to support the show, you are going to rotoviz.com forward slash podcast. You're hitting up the Patreon and checking out all of our great sponsors. Thanks for tuning in. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Love a good deal? Sail into the season at Banana Republic Factory's Mega Labor Day Sale. Entire store 50 to 70% off. Dresses from $19.99. Polos from $16.99. Find your nearest store or shop online only at Banana Republic Factory. Nobody builds 5G like Verizon builds 5G. Because we're the engineers who built the most reliable network in America. And the more you do with 5G, the more building it right matters. The more your network matters. The more Verizon engineers going the extra mile matters. It's us pushing us. It's Verizon versus Verizon. 5G built right from America's most reliable network. Most reliable based on rankings from Metrics second half 2020 U.S. report of three mobile networks. Results may vary. Award is not an endorsement.